Welcome to the Blonde Runner Podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, I'm excited to talk about trail running. In, this is an introduction to trail running. We're also going to be talking about trail etiquette, so some of the rules and things you should know. Uh, over the years that I've coached, I have loved to give people a variety in their training. I always how always have them do a trail run. A lot of them are brand new. Um, I remember with some of the groups that I've worked with in person, ne- some of them had never run in their life before on the trails. And um, I think we, a lot of people that start running do run on the roads. And so trail running is sort of new. And I know it can maybe seem intimidating if you're not sure. And I think anything can be intimidating if you've never done it before. So, but there's always a time to give it a try. And I've uh, introduced a lot of people to trail running over the years and I've loved it. And matter of fact, I think it's one of the reasons that I'm, I stay pretty healthy barring being hit by the truck, (laughs) which you all know about that. Anyway, I'll probably have a podcast on that and injuries, and I know we've talked about that before. But for the most part, I think that variety and training really keeps me healthy. And trail running is a great thing to incorporate into your training. Uh, I also like hiking or anything outdoors, I think is really just healthy mentally to get in the outdoors. Anyway, so I really, really want to encourage you. I'm happy you're listening in. So I want to encourage you to get on the trails uh, and give them a try uh, if you've never done it before. So hopefully these tips will help you. It's funny because whenever I'm doing these podcasts, I think uh, I try to remember everything I want to share with you, but sometimes I get off and go, oh, I should have said that. So if you think there's something missing in this podcast or that you, you know, Put it in the comments. That's great. Or or send me a message. Um, definitely. Uh, we want to make sure everybody gets all the great tips. And I'm sure there, you know, there are probably things that I miss sometimes here and there. And so I want to make sure we're, we're getting that information to you. So, but I have brainstormed. And these are definitely the for sure things that you want to consider when you're doing trail running. So with trail running, I guess I want to comp- compare and compra- contrast road running versus trail running. So the first thing that you really need to, I mean, I don't think you need a, a, I guess you kind of need more equipment, but not a ton, really. The difference with, there are road shoes and there are trail shoes. I know I've talked about this before. Trail shoes I always use, even if I'm running on the roads in the winter, I use trail shoes because they're more nubby and they have more traction, even when I'm running on the, the regular roads. But in the, obviously when you're running on the trails, it really helps to have a trail shoe. A lot of times they, they are built to, uh, withstand the rocks and the movement a lot of them have more stability so you're able to navigate the terrain better so there there is a difference but if you don't have road you know only you only have road shoes right now you can go find a mild trail and give it a try and I will say trail running is a little harder in some ways it is you're not going to get the pace that's my next um, tip I would say is when you run on the trails, you really need to go by feel. Uh, you'll, if you're a road runner and you are concerned about pace and you watch your pace a lot, you'll find when you get to the trails, it's very different pacing and it's a lot slower usually. And it's because you're doing a lot more incline or you're navigating the terrain and you're running over rocks and you're jumping over a log or you, you, you're navigating different terrain. It's going to slow you down some, which isn't a bad thing. I think a lot of people get frustrated that are coming from the road background and they're like, Oh, I'm just so slow on the trail. Not necessarily. So you're just navigating different things. So Go by, not by pace as much as by feel. 
uh, know kind of how, how, you know, obviously push the effort, but your heart rate might climb a lot more on vertical, obviously. Uh, it does it in road, uh, but on trail, maybe even more so. <clears throat> and remember also, when you do the trails, you might be at a higher altitude. There's just not as much air to breathe, and so you might find your heart rate's a little different there too. I de definitely go by my heart rate way more in trail running than I do. I do on the road as well, go by heart rate. You don't want to spike those that heart rate, um, but you'll see that that can climb and there's reasons for that. So um, one of the things too to consider when you're doing trail running, um, I use the app All Trails. There's a lot of other apps out there and you can get a free version. I, I've used the free version. You can also pay, get a paid version and download the maps and things like that. But I think it's really important if you do find trails to run that you understand what trail you're, you're doing. Um, a lot of things I think that were intimidating to people when they do trail running is, you know, and it is for me too, is like, who wants to get lost, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to get lost. So if you're familiar with the trail or if you go on trails that are really well-traveled, you're probably not going to get lost. Um, it seems like every single trail though I go on, even if it's a well-traveled trail, there's always these little branch off trails, which we'll talk about when we talk about etiquette. You really want to stay on the main trail of wherever you're going, but sometimes it can be like, oh, okay, sometimes that that trail will branch off and then they'll meet again in a short, you know, maybe they go around a few trees or something. But uh, what I'll say there is if you stay on the main trail, um, I think it's always important. I always take my phone with me. A lot of times I'll take pictures uh, throughout, of course, because it's gorgeous and I love to remember that. Um, but if it's, it has trail marking signs, it's also a timestamp on your phone that tells you kind of, you know, if you're using, I highly encourage you to use a GPS watch if you're not using one already. It gives you an idea of the distance you've traveled. It helps you to keep kind of, you know, a lot of them have navigation on them. And so, or it'll map it as you go. That'll give you an idea of where you're at because getting lost obviously is more of a concern when you're out on the trails. Um, but like I said, go on the well-traveled trails, stay on the main trail, and uh, sometimes go out and back for time. If you're just getting started, maybe just go for 10 or 20 minutes and then come back, you know, 20 minutes. Usually you go uh, a lot of trails, you'll go, maybe it's a lot of incline at the beginning and it'll be a decline on the way back, so you might be a little bit faster. Um, but nonetheless, having that GPS watch, having your trail running shoes really helps. And I'm a big advocate for like being prepared. Uh, so I always take a water vest. I kind of probably overdo it, but you know, I don't think anybody intends to ever get lost. I've never been lost on a trail, but if I were, I would sure want my headlamp with me and I would want extra water and food. I carry an extra charging, a small charging bank. And you know, it's not a bad idea actually to have the extra weight because if you've uh, packed your, your pack well and it sets well, your pack, you know, backpack sets well on your back. There are a lot of trail running vests. I highly encourage that over a regular backpack, but you can use what you have at first. But if you have some extra stuff, especially water, and um, I'm a big advocate for salt stick product, and we'll talk about that more and I'll put the link below. I've already had a podcast on it, but I really think it's so, it's necessary when you do trail running, in my opinion. You do not want to have cramping. But having a pack or something that you can carry all those necessary items is, is really valuable. Even if it's just a fanny pack for now, um, just put a few items in there. Make sure that you're being safe and that you have what you need. Um, also, another thing to consider when you're trail running is you've got to think of the, the possibilities of injury. Uh, it changes a little bit when you're out on the trails. Um, I know in my area in northern Utah, 
there are snakes on the trails. So understanding how you want to combat that or deal with that. Um, I wear compression socks, which I, I love the Lily Trotter brand and I do have a discount code I'll post below on those. Um, I like the, at least the crew socks. I used to use, uh, ankle socks when I run out on the roads, but once I've started converted, converting to the compression socks, I love the recovery benefits and just the benefit of support that I get when I'm running. And the crew socks or over the calf or taller socks can protect your legs from the brush that could scrape your legs up. Um, if you use ankle socks, oftentimes you can get little rocks and pebbles in your shoes um, or in inside your socks even. It's really annoying. So crew socks prevent that. That's, that's really another thing. It's kind of a must. I do not do anything lower than a crew sock when I'm running. Uh, compression socks I love. So definitely check those out. Um, or just, you know, use what you have to start. You don't, I don't want you to feel like you're going, Oh my gosh, I need this list of equipment. These are the things that just make it more comfortable for you. And of course, safety matters. Um, in my area, we also have cougars and not necessarily bears in my area. Let's hope not ever, but sometimes that does, that has happened actually in Salt Lake. Um, so I carry a bear bell. Um, I also have pepper spray. So, you know, sometimes people aren't always <laughs> nice. I've never run into problems, but I like to be, feel like I'm safe. And I like that pepper spray hanging on the front so I can use it if I needed to. That could ward away a, a obviously person we don't want in our, uh, in our path or obviously, um, cougars and things like that. And I'm not telling this to, you know, use this to scare you, but you need to be aware that there are different concerns when you're out on the trails and it, it doesn't need to prevent you from doing it. I think if you prepare, then you don't. And then, like I said, I've run years on trails. I've never been bitten by a snake. Yes. I've seen rattlers and I'm aware of where they would be and, and what time of year they're out more. I've never run into a cougar or a bear. I've seen mountain goats and stuff out there. So there's some fun wildlife that you want to see. I've seen moose and those can be dangerous. I've seen bison. So just being aware and kind of being where you're at. Um, but there's something so magical about being out in nature. Um, I think it grounds you. I think, I mean, if you've ever heard about grounding technique, there's actually ions that like help you like it's, it's, and being around running water, some of my favorite hikes in my area are, you can certainly message me and I'll let you know which ones, but are ones that have water, waterfall, you know, things like that. It's just so, you know, and also it's, you don't get lost as much when you're going, when you're going like by a river. But one thing that you've got to consider too with creeks or if you're by waterfalls and things is if, if it's been raining, you have a risk of flash flooding too. So you just need to consider those things. Um, one of the things to look for there is, is the water getting milky? If it is, then there's some turbulence. Uh, sometimes that is an indication that you need to get out of there, that there may be a rush of water coming. Um, obviously, flash flooding is, you know, can be a very big concern, especially if you're in Zions or some of those other areas. So always looking at the weather and planning ahead. Um, with that said, Usually when I trail run in the summer, I am wearing shorts and a tank top, and then I have my um, backpack. In my running pack or vest, I usually carry a waterproof barrier. It either could be, you could get one of those cheap dollar store plastic, you know, uh, barriers, or I actually have a, a jacket that I, it's very, very lightweight. It folds into itself, and I, it's always in my backpack. I always have, my backpack is packed, ready to go always. Um, I always have a cooler cloth in there. If you don't know about those, those are great for ladies. Um, you don't have to 
and I'm kind of a big advocate for leave no trace so we don't leave to TP anywhere but that's just a cloth that you can go potty with and it can dry it can hang on your pack and ask me about that and I can tell you more about those uh, other things I put in my pack or I do take tissues if I need to blow my nose I always have a little first aid kit you never know when you need to you know have a band-aid or a sting bite type thing um skeeters can be an issue so sometimes i use a i bring a water or a bug repellent like wipe that i've used before um uh, you'll have to ask me i can tell you all that i put in my first aid kit uh for backpacking particularly is a little bit different than trail running um but always having a little bit of those kind of things ready i always put um some kind of like um what do you call it um I use rock tape. It's a KT tape or kinesiology tape. That stuff is really good for creating a barrier for preventing chafing. I use something called ghost stick that I like to take that prevents, you know, it's that, that lubricant to keep you from chafing because, boy, that can be really irritating. I've been on some long hikes before where they're chafing their arms to pieces because it's rubbing on their backpack or something else. And so having a barrier like that or carrying some of those things is really beneficial. Safety pin, lots of little things. But we can definitely talk about that more. So a little little first aid is not a bad idea to put in there. Um, um, a skin lubricant, and that can also be used for your feet. Sometimes, depending on the hike, I might actually bring some extra socks, and those are beneficial. Um, sometimes you do go across water. And I usually do study where I'm going pretty well so I know what shoes I want to wear because I do have hiking boots that are also like trail running trail running kind of like hike boot trail running and I love them so much and they're very comfortable um, but they're more waterproof they're also a little hotter inside the boot but if I'm crossing water I will use those versus another or a different trail shoe so another thing to be thinking of in terms of like training or pacing uh, if you're trying to get into ultra running obviously putting time on the feet matters a lot um, other things to kind of make, I think one of the things coming from a run road running background for me and a lot of people is you kind of think when I do a race, you don't walk, right? You run the whole entire thing. If you're getting into the ultra world or you're do you're maybe wanting to do a 50 K or 50 mile or a hundred mile or hundred K or things like that, understand that you don't have to run the whole entire course. Uh, I think that was always, that's always surprising to people, but you can power hike. And recently I have started using poles and I was really, I think in my mind, just not, I was resistant to using poles because I don't like things in my hands. I, I mean, if you have a handheld bottle that you can use on your first hikes and, and you like that and you're used to it, great, you can use it. For me, I prefer things hang, you know, on my body, on my person. And I don't always like things that are on my hands, but I did find some really great um, poles that I love that hook to my hands. And so, so in a way, I can be hands-free. You know, I don't have to necessarily hold on to them the whole time. They're, like, attached to me. And so I've really found it kind of useful, um, more useful than I thought it would be. So you just kind of have to be brave and try it. And so um, it's actually – I've watched a, quite a few videos on um, utilizing poles. They can be really beneficial – uh, especially in really rocky terrain or just give you more stability if you're doing water crossings or things like that. So 
I would highly encourage you to get some lightweight ones. And I'll be probably talking about that equipment even more. But just I just want to throw out things to think about adding to making trail running more comfortable for you. You do not need all of this, but these are just some things that might help you. Um, But again, don't be afraid to power hike. I've also seen other people use their arms on their legs when they're power hiking up just to kind of leverage uh, yourself and push yourself up a little bit more using your arm strength um, onto your legs. I'm, I, I'm sure you've probably seen that before. Um, let's see. Uh, other things that are a little different on trail running versus road running, the form does change. Uh, one of the things that I highly encourage people to do, you want your cadence to be pretty high. You want your steps to be a little shorter. You have a little more control that way. Depending on the terrain where I'm at, to slow myself down, I sometimes will zigzag or cross if it's a very steep decline and I have a little bit more than just a single track. I might um, zigzag across a little bit. One of the things when I teach people mountain biking, I, I you always want to be aware there's usually like there's a cliff or there's something you don't usually when you do mountain biking there is kind of drop off areas and there's sometimes big boulders and rocks, but we don't focus on the cliff or the rock. We don't. We are aware it's there. We understand that, but we don't focus. We don't look at the cliff. We don't look at the boulder. We look at where we're trying to go. And so when you're trail running, it's the same thing. You decide where you're running and then you focus on that path. Um, you have to be pretty decisive with trail running. You, you know, you're going to, you're going to trip or fall a lot more if you are like, oh, I don't know where to step. Oh, which way to go? Stutter, stutter. You need to like decide. Um, and it's one of these things you have to be really aware. Uh, I don't use music a lot in, you know, not in my ears as much. Sometimes I'll do, I have a little 39 gram speaker. I've talked about it before. It's a Bluetooth. It's so cute. I sometimes will use that when I'm hiking and things, but when I'm like trail running, I usually don't have a lot of music or any other distractions because you really need to be focusing. You need to be looking not at your feet per se, but maybe five, 10 feet ahead of you. So you're kind of outlining in your mind your plan of action which steps you're going to take um and it's also kind of you have to plan like which foot you want on what step so maybe there's a rock on one side or maybe you're going to miss that rock and you want to you know you want to miss a root or something like that you kind of have to be very aware um I guess maybe that's why I love trail running so much is because you you really are immersed into the experience and you need to be focusing and concentrating and just taking it all in One of the things I encourage too is like what's so nice about trail running is usually you are, you know, hiking up to a peak where you have this gorgeous view and, you know, take it all in if it's not a race, right? (laughs) You take it all in, stop, take pictures, look, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, understand and learn the different plants that are around you. And I always like to learn about the edible plants and those kind of things. And so like immerse yourself in the experience. Trail running is just fantastic. So, um, another thing to consider when you're doing trails in the summer is some trails are exposed. There's not a lot of shade, um, and there's others that are more shady. So consider that as well. Um, obviously sunscreen, a hat, sunglasses. I find when I do trail running, I do bring sunglasses. I often will, um, take them on and off throughout. You want to be able to see really well if it's kind of darker in areas, maybe it's more shaded. I'll take them off. In the sunny exposed area, I'll put them on. So I usually go a little more off and on. And on the roads, you're a lot more exposed. So um, definitely the hat helps. 
other things to be aware of. There are other areas that you, I know when I visited my sister in Missouri, they have a lot more ticks there. So when I'm running on the trails and things, I'm going to do a tick check when I get back. And I highly encourage that if you're running in the woods or anything, you don't want to get Lyme disease. Um, I know some professionals with Lyme disease and that cause problems. So again, not to make you fearful, but there's just things to consider, but there's a huge payoff to running out in the mountains and being out there in nature. I think it's so refreshing. So, um, again, uh, I think how much water you need depends on you. I think it's always a good idea to bring either a life straw or a filter bottle, um, something that you can use to get more water if you needed to. You could even use the purifying tablets if you're by water where you might need to fill your bottles again. Um, but making sure that you have enough for sure of water depends on how far you're going. But definitely message me if you want me to help you calculate how much water you need. Um, other things that you should bring are I use, uh, I often will bring a buff. I love, you know, before COVID, I didn't hardly use buffs. <laughs> I had them and I was like, okay, these are fancy. And I know there's a lot of uses for buffs. You can make a hat with them. You can make a, I've seen people make tank tops with them and they can wipe away your sweat. They can also be used to soak in cold water and cool you down when you're running in the heat. They can also be a sun barrier. So I love buffs. Uh, I usually have one in my pack uh, for, for any multi-use. Those are amazing. Uh, I also carry little stretchy gloves. So one of the things that I have noticed is trail running. You know, if you go out for a three-mile run, maybe it takes you 20 or 30 minutes, right? Or maybe 40. depends on your speed. You go do a three-mile trail run, and it might take you an hour or an hour and a half or two hours, depending on your pacing. So you're out there a lot longer. I think that's something to consider, especially when you start climbing altitude you might find it's 20 degrees cooler when you started than when you finish. Or when you're going up and it's really cold at the top, it gets a little windy. Again, if you have that waterproof barrier or water you know, a jacket that's waterproof or even a wind windproof jacket, it'll make, even if it's a light windproof jacket, if it's windy, it makes a huge difference in terms of keeping you cool. You know, when you run or even walk, power walk, you can get sweaty. And when you stop and it's windy, and the temperature has changed, and the altitude is, is higher, that wind just takes all your heat away when you're wet. So if you, oftentimes I find myself, I'll put a jacket on, I'll get a little chilly, sometimes I'll even bring arm or hand warmers, just in case, those little, you know, the ones that you open and they get warm. I like to bring stretchy gloves, because they're small, and if uh, hopefully you don't lose them. You leave no trace, right? But sometimes if you drop things, it doesn't matter. They're small gloves. Um, but don't, you know, obviously try not to lose anything. But um, those are really packable and small. And if I get cold, those make a big difference. Sometimes it's funny when you run, sometimes your body is cold. But my, like for me, my hands get a little cold. So another reason I wear the compression socks. They're a little thicker and they are nicer. I like that. They keep me a little bit um, more protected and stuff. So a little warmer if I need to be. So, um... Lily Trotter did just come out with a new silky solid that's very thin, thinner material. It's really great for the summer because it's very lightweight, super stretchy, but yet um, compressive. So I love that. Yeah, so um, let's see. I just want to make sure I don't uh, leave anything out. Uh, so I think I've covered most of the things that you want for your trail running experience. Now, we haven't talked about backpacking. There are some other equipment I bring when it comes to backpacking. 
and we'll definitely cover that more a little bit later. Um, so I, I wanted to touch on some of the guidelines for like trail etiquette, um, for the most part. I, I think I've kind of talked about leave no trace. Like, um, sometimes if I, uh, backpack on Tuesday or hike or something like that, I'll bring a bag with me and pick up trash because it's Tuesdays for trash. I like to get involved with that. Um, picking things up and keeping things, you know, we would hope that, and I know sometimes things blow away and, and people don't mean to litter, but I, luckily I've, a lot of my trails, the trails around here that I use are really well kept and people are, are pretty good. But on occasion I've been to trails that there's trash. People leave their junk all over. And, uh, I know I went to the shooting, shooting recently and, uh, same thing. They leave all their stuff they've shot up and it's really kind of a little frustrating. Um, everybody needs to do their part. If everybody can clean up after themselves, that would be ideal. But reality is they don't. So, um, if you can help clean up, that would be great. Um, or obviously clean up after yourself. You pack out what you brought. Um, don't leave stuff. Uh, if you have to use the restroom, obviously burying it, you can always find a stick. That is very, that's just, to me, it's, it's a no brainer. You should absolutely be doing it. Um, one of the other things to be considering with trails, and I mentioned it before, stay to, on the trail. You know, we're, we need to preserve nature and we need to, that's a habitat, you know, even though mosquitoes are really annoying and we don't want them on us, <laughs> they're still part of the, the cycle of things, right? Um, the birds and the butterflies and everything that works together, the different things in nature. So if we can stick to the trails and not just create our own little trail here or there, that damages that area and that ecosystem and that, and every, the balance that's happening there with the different animals. And it is there, it's also their environment, you know, so we need to be respectful of that. So stay on the trails. Um, and if, what I like about all trails app too, is it tells you what, there are some trails that dogs can go, uh, with a leash or without a leash. There's some where it's only for mountain, mountain biking or can be mountain bikers. Um, and it's good to know that it's good to know, am I going to see mountain bikers or am I going to see most, most trails aren't motorized uh, vehicles allowed, but if they are, it's good to know, you know, what, what you're going to be dealing with there. What about, you know, are there going to be horses on the trail? There are some trails, those things are allowed. So it's really good to, you know, become aware. And so if you do uh, go to all trails and look up a, um, a different trail, you can look at the map, you can do whatever you need, but I really love to look at the comments. That tells you what's really going on. And usually you can, the comments are dated. You can say, oh, especially if, you know, I highly encourage people to use the trails in the winter. Just put crampons on your trail shoes and boom, you've got more traction and the trails are beautiful in the snow. Um, some of them could be more avalanche prone. So looking those things up and reading the most recent comments, that will help you know what is going on in that area. Um, and so that's always good. So like I mentioned, state of the trails, it's usually safer. We don't want to leave all our scars upon the mountains. We want to definitely be healthy there. Um, obviously staying alert is really good depending on the trail. As I mentioned, I know there's a popular trail in my area. If I time it right, um, sometimes if you know the trail well enough, you can know when is a less busy time and that's always good. But we have a lot of mountain bikers on the trail that's in my area. And if I time it where I know they're not going to be there, that's better. Um, but it's, it's really important. Not only am I navigating the terrain, if I'm running or hiking, 
but I need to be aware of what's coming, what's around the bend. Um, I do some mountain biking as well. And sometimes you go around those turns and somebody is right there. <laughs> it's kind of scary if it's a, if it's not a one-way track, um, a lot of times they're two ways. So you're really having to get around each other, being aware that uh, they're there. And I think, you know, not, it's nice to get in your own little world. And sometimes that happens. And, uh, but being aware of your surroundings is really big. Obviously making sure the snakes aren't right, you know, on the trail coiled up to get us or just listening to what's going on around you, uh, mountain bikes or other people being courteous, of course, respecting animals. I always love to see the animals and observe the animals, of course, get pictures if I can, but you know, it's so fun seeing a little squirrel scurry across the, across the trail and then run up a tree and, you know, not feeding them. That's really important. Uh, making sure that you're letting them eat what there's na what's natural. It's so tempting, I know, because I think they're so cute. Uh, but they can carry disease too. So, you know, don't want to get bit there. So um, other things that may be, one of the things that um, is important to understand too, is if there is a trail and people have come to, there's a lot of people that manicure the trails or help with make, maintaining them. If there have been some logs, sometimes you do go over logs on a trail. But if there are a lot of logs and you see the trail splits and those logs are on that split, they're trying to prevent you from going on that direction, on that path. So they're maybe trying to prevent that one from keeping being worn. I don't know if you've been on trails before where it's like a zigzag and then all of a sudden there's this branch that goes off and then it kind of dead ends. And it's people accidentally keep taking the wrong trail over and over and over and over. And so sometimes they'll post, they'll put like logs or something there to prevent you from continuing to use that. So be aware if you're stepping over logs, some of them might be for on the trail and that's just the way it is. Other of others might be preventing you from going the wrong way. So kind of consider that when you're on the trail. So um, if you do see vandalism or, you know, I haven't seen a lot of spray paint or things like that, but if you see things that are just don't seem right, certainly report it. Um, unfortunately, sometimes up the canyons that we're, we're at, a lot of, you know, teenagers go and hang out and do their stuff. But if you see that there's a lot of, you know, damage and things, then definitely want to report that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, and obviously fires and things like that, making sure that when, you, you know, we're not, we'll just go into trail running for the most part, but we can definitely talk about camping and the, the things with that, that you, you just want to be aware of. And we'll go into that. So another, another podcast, um, Let's see. Oh, it is like when you, when you do trail running, it's okay to be a little bit noisy. It's not like fishing, you know, you can be a little noisy. Like I said, I have my bear bell and that's actually really good. If you're a mountain biker and you're listening, I would just highly encourage you to have a bell on your bike and not a bell that you have to ding. Let it be something that like swings freely and dings the whole time that you're riding, because that is a huge indicator for hikers or anyone else, just safety wise that somebody's coming without even you having to verbalize and you can hear bells from like long ways away. So it's super healthy to, you know, obviously be warned in advance so nobody's um, running into each other, but definitely I highly encourage uh, not only runners, but your uh, bicyclists, you know, and uh, they do have all kinds of sorts of bells, but you know, for me, I didn't really have a bell for my bike, but you know what I did? I just took a bear bell that I had that was this Velcro in a little baggy thing and I just take the bag off when I want it to ring. It works like a charm. And it was like a $5 at Walmart type thing. And so it doesn't have to be expensive. But that can save your bacon when you're having somebody going around a corner too fast. 
So definitely encourage you to wear a bell. Um, each trail might have a little bit different guidelines on what they, uh, like I said, well, who they allow on the trail and stuff. Be aware of all that. But having one on hand ready on your pack or whatever, I think is super, super good. Um, other things to do. I mean, I am a I'm kind of like a social person. So I always try to be cheerful on the trails and wave and say hi and be kind. And it might be the smile that that person needed that day. So always be friendly, you know, and uh, it's just like uh, road biking. If you drive past someone and they've, they're stopped, they may need help, you know, offer help if they, they look like they're in distress, of course, or um, I have many times seen people that are maybe going through a little heat stroke or they're a little dehydrated and I'm able to, I usually carry a little bit, uh, like an extra water that I can just give to someone, uh, maybe a little bottle. Um, so I encourage you to do that too. So uh, salt stick I have used many times when they're in trouble. Maybe they're having cramping. They didn't maybe they weren't prepared. Like you are so prepared because you've been listening to this podcast, but maybe they didn't hear it yet and they are, they don't want to have the right stuff with them. So I always carry a little bit extra to share with others. So salt stick is definitely one of them and, um, a little water. That's usually the problem with a lot of people is they just aren't prepared that way. They maybe didn't expect to go as long as they did, or they didn't calculate how much they needed before and they ran out. So having a little extra and you know, sometimes you might've calculated wrong. So it's nice to have a little extra for yourself too. Or whoever you're with, I find it that's always beneficial. But again, be friendly and offer help if you need to. Um, obviously, um, just being being friendly, I think, is a big big thing. So uh, we already talked about um, packing and what you packed out. I want to make sure that we. Um, um, this might seem uncomfortable, but um, a lot of times you can't if you have to go to the restroom. You know, have to really go. Um, that's another reason I bring tissue if I needed to. I also bring a little baggie, like an extra zippy bag. So there, I mean, this might sound gross, but sometimes it's, it's best if you do pack out anything that you, you know, you don't want to leave any stuff out there. So I think it's really important to do that. Um, I will bring, I like to use those little, um, what do you call them? They're like, um, wet wipes type of thing. They, well, not a wet wipe, but like flushable wipes are really nice. Uh, I do bring some of those on the trail with an extra baggie. And so if I need to take that back out, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the, the poo, if you have to go to the bathroom, uh, if you need to take that back out, um, that you have a bag to put that in or any trash that you have, again, pack out everything that you took in. Um, when also when you're on the trails, you are supposed to yield to people going uphill. So if someone is, if you're going downhill, you need to yield to them, yielding to them by stepping to the side. I encourage people to step to the side where the mountain is. If you're usually, you do have a higher side and a lower side. I usually encourage people to step to the higher side so they're not falling off the cliff. <laughs> so you do need to yield to those going uphill. So if you're going down, always step to the side. Um, you always need to yield to like the hikers, the runners, the bikers, um, and always yielding to horses. Obviously, not wanting to scare those or spook them um, and making sure, you know, if, if you're, if you're aware of who's in front of you, you can kind of time it. Sometimes there's a little out patch that you can step on those kind of things. Um, but be aware, be aware of those around you and then making sure that you're yielding to those. So, um, so other things that you want to consider also are going in, I would say smaller groups. I know that there are some really large 
large um, hiking groups that sometimes get together sometimes. Large, I'm saying like 20 or 30 or 40 people. That's a lot to pass. So if you are in a big group like that, maybe dividing into smaller level groups. I know when I've done group runs before with um, maybe, you know, groups of 20, sometimes we'll break into, we tend to break apart anyway into a faster, uh, medium and slower and a walking type group. And that's good. You don't want to travel with just such a long line of people because it's really hard to pass people. So it's best to do, if you can do groups of like three or four, up to five people at a time, I would say that that's a decent group to still be able to pass to make it safe. Um, some of these trails that we do are pretty narrow and so maybe they're single track. So kind of being mindful of that, not traveling in too large of a group. Um, and then of course, be respectful. If, if the trail requires that you have your dog on the leash, I ask that you do. Some people are really afraid of dogs and I had a friend recently attacked by a dog. So, um, animals, sometimes can be spooked by other dogs and stuff on the trail. So if it's, you know, hopefully your dog is well behaved. If they're not so much, so maybe keep them on the, on the leash until they learn. Um, and if it really is a, a trail that I actually have some friends that are afraid of dogs. So, um, and if it's a, a trail that says no dogs, I would say, please respect that because there are people that are afraid of animals. And, and so we need to make sure that we're respecting them and allowing them to use the trails just as much. So, um, anyway, I think we cover most things that are in terms of, you know, trail running and then trail etiquette and getting started. I hope this really helps you and I hope you're not afraid to give a trail a shot. And maybe today, maybe today, take a second, look up a trail. If you do all trails, you can look up a trail in your area. And again, if it looks like a really, but they usually rate the trails too hard, moderate, easy, choose an easy trail. Go and just try it. You don't have to do the whole thing. Sometimes I only have 10 minutes. So you go out 10 minutes and 10 minutes back and just give it a try. See if you like it. And um, if you try it once and you're not sure, try it again. And maybe having the equipment, the right equipment might make it more comfortable for you too. But if you're listening in and you love the trials, then you are smiling this whole time knowing how wonderful they are. And, and hopefully you can encourage your friends to go too. So Hopefully this uh, information was helpful for you. If you think I'm missing anything, certainly send it my way. And there's probably lots of different things that we could talk about. But I think I hit some of the main ones and things to be, um, you know, to be aware of when you're doing trail running. So uh, hopefully you're out there enjoying those trails. And happy trails. And until next time, live well. All right, you know me. I mentioned at the beginning that I'd probably forget maybe a few things, and I did. There are a few things I wanted to touch on. Um, so one is road ID. It's something I have on me all the time, so I don't even think about it anymore, literally. So that's one reason I probably didn't mention it. But road ID is great to have. Uh, the one I have goes directly on my Garmin watch. And basically it has my name, it has emergency contact number. Um, you can also put a quote. Or if you have a health condition, you can put that on there. So that's a good thing. Um, another thing that you might consider when you're running, when you're doing these, uh, trail runs is telling a friend where you're going. That's good. And I also think it's really important to go with company. If you have a problem or emergency, something happened, you injure yourself or they get injured, there's someone to help. So I highly encourage you to go with someone else. And it's still good, even if you're going with someone else, to let others know where you're going. Uh, last thing I didn't really touch on, because this is more of a beginner trail running and usually don't go that far. But I do take food with me. 
Um, I think I might have mentioned that I bring my G2G bars, their protein bar that I really like. Um, I always encourage you to bring protein as well as carbohydrate, both. Um, so it'll sustain you a little longer. So those are a few other things I wanted to touch on. And so sorry about forgetting that, but uh, hopefully this was helpful for you. And we'll have some more great information in future podcasts about these types of things. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening in to the podcast. I wanted to encourage you to like and subscribe and please share this so others are learning about it so we can continue growing it. You can also find me on Instagram at the blonde runner and that's B-L-O-N-D-E with an E on there. And you can also find me on Instagram at Coach Laura Erickson and that's L-O-R-A E-R. I-C-K-S-O-N. And thanks again for, for listening in. And until next time, live well.